Hi, you're listening to the Modern Club Management Podcast with me, your host, Ed Chapman. This podcast takes the lived experiences and knowledge of some of the leading figures and thinkers from the world of club management and beyond, all so that they can become your teacher and elevate your performance. Whether you're looking to start a career in club management, are a seasoned club manager at a world-leading club, or work elsewhere within this wonderful industry, there will be powerful messages and key takeaways that can help you in your career or personal life. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. But thankfully, it's going in the right direction. I said at the minute, you know, we've signed some of the, the, the best names in golf uh, across the UK and Ireland, uh, sort of from a stand start. It's one of the big headaches for golf clubs is safety, compliance, having that ticked off in the sense of peace of mind with a solution. I imagine that's, relatively speaking, an easy sell for managers to their boards. It's interesting, Ed. I would say yes, and I would say no. Um, I say yes. You know, there's people who completely get this. You know, they're working very hard. You know, there's a whole range of solutions out there. You know, many people are working with professional consultants who are coming in and helping them. They come in for maybe like a day a year. And again, we very strongly advocate that, you know, we work alongside a lot of consultants. The challenge again for those managers, those consultants is that they're looking at safety, for example, at one moment, at a point in time. So, you know, even our own business, for example, you know, whilst we have all been in place, I have one of the top safety consultants in the country who spends many days with us across the whole nurse homes and care homes because safety is so important. But the challenge off the back and ironically coming back to name you know, OBI stands for obligation, is that safety is not just a general manager thing. It's not just a responsibility of the board. Everybody within the golf club has to take an element of obligation. So as I said, for example, if I'm a member of the greenkeeping staff and it's my job to maybe check a fire extinguisher once a week uh, in the greenkeeping shed, well, if I don't do that week after week, well, nothing might really happen until it does. And then, God forbid, a spark comes off a piece of machinery, we need a fire extinguisher, it's not there or it's not working correctly, and then we've got a problem. And coming back to the managers, those managers who get it, you know, as you see, I know we're going to touch on the survey, but the biggest challenge is managers trying to check as things done, have people fulfill their obligations in whatever system they're using at the minute. I think the counter side of things, and we found this very much in the last 12 months, is the counter bit where you unfortunately have maybe board members. Um, that it's not that they're alien to the health and safety, but they don't actually realize the full consequences of it. So again, we're just releasing the paper shortly that the legal responsibility the committee people have, we work with, you know, Howden Insurances, you know, they're the official share of the PGA and the official share of the GCMA, you know, exceptionally, exceptionally knowledgeable in the whole golf side of things. And the bottom line, if you sit on a golf committee tomorrow morning, there is the position where as a committee member, you may have a legal responsibility for something going wrong within the club. Therefore, health and safety actually can be a legal requirement of an individual member who otherwise thinks they're sitting there to try and you know make the club better, maybe bring a better captain's day, bring in some more money through the bar. And I would probably say that that lack of knowledge for committee members is probably something that needs to be addressed because unfortunately, if things go really wrong, um, it can come back to bite people. Fire extinguisher being checked. It's not a big deal. If there's never been a fire there, but it's the what if. 
we, we, we call that what we've learned in the last nine months internally, we would call it the ostrich effect is we've heard it time after time that people or managers or club committees will go, well, look, she's not happening to us. She will just stick her head in the sand. And, you know, if you run the statistics for every hundred clubs you look at, how many people have a fire, have a significant injury, have a fatality, you know, the unfortunate thing is, but when you look in the bigger picture, you know, we can tell you now from the data, on average, 23 people get killed in golf clubs in America every single year. You know, if we take it closer to home, in terms of serious fatalities, thank goodness, they're extremely, extremely rare. But at the same time, if we go to something as simple as a basic hand injury, which, you know, is obviously more common, you know, a basic hand injury in the UK, looking at the government figures, the average period is £102,000. So if you take like, an insurance payment like that and you say, well, look, actually, somebody has trapped their hand in a piece of machinery, they maybe have lost just a finger, and I'm saying just a finger relative to fatality. Well, all of a sudden, if you're looking down the barrel of a you know, 50, 100, 150,000 pound insurance claim, um, and again, there's cases there which are published within the UK that actually that responsibility where somebody has got hurt can again come back onto not only the club, but actually onto individual managers. So again, there's a, another case which is fairly widely publicized where an uh, individual member of the public got hurt and the manager themselves was held personally liable for part of the claim. So I think the claim was almost £400,000 uh, and the manager themselves was held responsible for up to 20% of the claim because they had ensured safe operating procedure within their golf club and the club themselves was held for the other 80%. You know, we were with a club there very recently that they got visited by the health and safety executive, which you know, is not common practice. The health and safety executive said to themselves, look, we're only out coming to the industry because we don't really normally check golf clubs, but it's something's come up on our radar and we're starting looking at a few things. They walked through the door. They didn't have the appropriate paperwork. They didn't have the appropriate bits and pieces. The health and safety executive inspector wasn't very happy and has basically you know, put a sanction on them and sort of get this fixed very quickly or else nothing has happened. Nobody's injured. There's no accidents. There's no anything like that there now. So what we do very simply is allow that distribution of information to all of the staff in literally seconds. We allow a manager, you know, to look at the compliance in their club in less than five seconds. And in really simple terms, we just take all those little solutions there into one portal that I, as the greenkeepers mentioned earlier on, if I need to check a fire extinguisher, it tells me what I need to check when I need to check it. It's like a sort of personal reminder. If I do it, if I fill my obligation, you're my imaginary manager, Ed, you don't need to worry about it. It's all done, checked, stored away in the cloud. But if I don't do it, it reminds me again. And if I keep not doing it, it then says to you as my monitor, look, Gareth hasn't checked the fire extinguisher. You might need to have a word with him. And it's just a very, very simple platform that we've built that whilst it's deep and sophisticated, you know, our lead designer was designing children's education software for over 20 years. And the remit we said at the very start, look, this needs to be child play. Ultimately, the people who are using this are operators. You know, they don't have time spending hours and hours running after technology. You know, we need to be front of house. We need to be dealing with, you know, the guests coming in. We need to look after customers, drive service, drive standards. But ultimately, at a minimum, we need to meet our legal minimum standards. Yeah, that sounds a great solution where it's hands off in the sense the manager can just glance at it to know what's not been done as much as anything to then free up free up time for everything else mm. i guess it could also void your insurance if you've 
But I wasn't even going there. And again, as I said, I was with a club there recently, um, as we know, and this is something you know, we've found very much. You know, fire regulations is something that you know I, I was sort of taking nearly a sort of bread and butter, and I presumed everybody was the same. You know, one of the things we talked within the survey, particularly on the the face to face, most people will know that the fire regulations in the UK is that you need to bring in an external competent a person to on once a year basis to sign off that your fire and your risk assessments off look up. However, the British standard best practice, the insurance best practice, all those things is that you're checking your fire extinguishers and your fire detectors on a weekly basis. You're doing the sounder alarm and things like that. We surveyed over 100 clubs. We had less than 2% of people who were doing it on a weekly basis. Now, that's all completely fine. And as, it, as somebody who knows firsthand, you know, we've only had one major fire in 35 years. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, significant damage to building hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds of insurance claim. And post the incident, whenever you have the police on site and the fire brigade and you're standing at four o'clock in the morning, every safe, that's the most important bit. But in the days, weeks and months ahead, you're then working with the insurance companies, you're then working with the accident investigator uh, you know, for the claim and stuff like that. And they're going, look, have you got this check? Have you got that check? And you're relying on getting like, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds of claims or, you know, we've seen within the golf industry, you know, claims much bigger into sort of the million side of things. Then and only then you really go, well, flip, thank goodness we were doing our checks because, um, you know, a club I was with last week, they had not done any fire detection check, including their external contractor for over three years. And as I said to the guys when I left that day, I said, look, I would love you to buy the platform. But I says, whether you decide to or whether you don't, before I hit my car in the car park this afternoon, please do me two things. Put off your fire alarm detection system, do a sound alarm check this afternoon and put it in the book somewhere and ring the expert company, as in the people that installed that for you and get them out immediately. Because whilst you're talking about insurance, God forbid if an incident happened in that building there today, I'm not an expert, but I would be 99% sure their insurance would be invalid. But more importantly, if somebody got seriously injured or God forbid died, and whilst it's extreme, these things in rare occasions do, somebody in that golf club is going to jail on the committee for corporate manslaughter. Thank you for joining me on this journey as we dive into the world of club management. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations as much as I enjoy having them. If you do enjoy and get value from them, I have two small requests. Simply subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast listening app and leave a review and share it directly with someone whom you think would benefit from listening. If you're interested in being a guest on this show yourself, then you can reach out to me using the details in the show notes or email me modernclubmanagement at pm.me. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my bi-weekly newsletter that complements these conversations where you can sign up to receive these directly into your inbox so that you never miss out. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing day. This episode is brought to you by Sweda. Sweda is the social learning platform that delivers high quality blended learning with human connection. Sweda is on a mission to revolutionize the digital learning space through restoring the critical element of human engagement that has gotten lost in online learning. The technology provides everything organizations or individuals need on one single platform to achieve meaningful long-term learning success. Using these skills helped me attain a job offer as the director of golf at Golf Digest, top 100 in the world ranked course after I completed their influence and communication courses. 
but don't just take my word and the 97% five-star reviews it has had on Trustpilot for it. Try it yourself. All you have to do is email david at suada.com. That's S-U-A-D-A.com and quote the Modern Club Management Podcast to claim your free enrollment onto the Reciprocity course to start your journey to become a more influential and persuasive communicator.